Well, those introductory clips that we play at the start of every hour, I mean, Kamala's laugh and the evil little garden gnome, Anthony Fauci, and then Biden just being out of it, I just can't. I am Monica Crowley in today for Sean Hannity. Big thanks to him for having me guest host today. So great to be with you on this holiday week. Our telephone number is 800-941-SEAN. That's 800-941-7326. Also, please do not forget to follow me on Twitter at Monica Crowley and on Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore at Monica Crowley underscore on Instagram. And later today, I'm going to, once the show is done, I'm going to post a really cute picture of me in the studio. (laughs) It's great. So uh, please follow me there for all of the latest and greatest. Um, In just a couple of minutes here, I want to bring you what I think is the most underreported story of the past few years. And of course, the press is burying it because it's good news for us. It's good news for conservatives, for populists, for the America First movement, and frankly, for America. So, of course, you're not hearing anything about it. I'm going to bring it to you. It is really, really important for the future of this country. Um, but I'm not done sort of railing on the pandemic and, and Fauci and the rest of these clowns that have taken the country really off a cliff. Um, do you guys remember during um, the fall of 2020, I guess it was October of last year, Yeah, because it was one of the debates uh, with Trump. Biden said, and I quote, anyone who is responsible for not taking control, anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I take no responsibility initially, Anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. So by Biden's own standards, he should not be president. He should resign, step down. And if we actually had an honest press corps, they'd be putting pressure on him saying, well, by your own standard here, you should be gone. But of course not. Never happens. Um, By the way, when he was talking about that many deaths last year, um, we have had more than double that amount of deaths this year. We have surpassed uh, the number from last year. So more deaths this year with the vaccines than last year. So the truth is that anybody who uh, claimed that he could take control of over a virus and end a virus should be held responsible responsible for the consequences of that lie because it is a lie. Viruses are going to virus. No politician is able to contain that. And it's enough already. I'm not sure if you saw, but earlier this week, South Africa is actually getting it right. South Africa is now taking uh, measures to roll back a lot of these restrictions. And I'm hoping that we won't have to wait until next November when we get a change of Congress and hopefully a change in Senate to Republican hands um, or even, a, you know, uh, next week or in a couple of days when we get a new mayor in New York City, for example, these mandates have to be lifted. We've got to change course here. I mean, it's already way past that time. But South Africa is now taking the lead. And it's interesting because a number of these variants have come out of South Africa. I had a researcher tell me about two weeks ago 
Um, she's a pretty, pretty prominent researcher in this area and epidemiology and so on. And she said, you know, a lot of the uh, variants are coming out of South Africa because um, such a large chunk of the population is infected with HIV. And somehow that infection affects this. And I don't know the science about it, but South Africa has been a hotbed for variants coming out and, and really this coronavirus going wild. South Africa, of course, was the first place where we saw the Omicron variant. And the researcher there who discovered it said, whoa, hold up, this is really mild. Um, this is basically the common cold. And while it can be miserable and you're, you're just annoyed by it, this is not going to kill you. And in fact, it's it's really not killing people around the world. So South Africa, if you look to them, they're actually starting to get it right. And I hope this is the beginning of a trend. South Africa has now ended isolation and quarantine as this wave subsides. So the Omicron hits you. It's really transmissible. So a lot of people get it. But the symptoms are much lower uh, severity than previous waves. South Africa now has new policies that include stopping all contact tracing, um, stopping um, quarantine, all quarantine stopped, asymptomatic individuals, no isolation period required anymore, and all contacts must only be tested if they develop symptoms. That's it. So South Africa now, I'm hoping, is going to lead the world in knowing that viruses are going to virus. It's enough already. And I've got to say, you only get X number of years on this planet. You don't know if you're going to live to 100. You don't know if you're going to be gone tomorrow. You get X number of years on this planet. Make them count. Take whatever precautions you deem necessary and appropriate for you and your family. But do not waste any of the time that you've been given on earth cowering in fear over this. It's enough. 800-941-7326. Let's go right to the phones and say hi to Harrison, who's listening in New Jersey. Hi, Harrison. Hi, Monica. How are you? Great. How are you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. I just happened to be tuning in as you were talking about the change of the definition of vaccine. And I got to say, I think the powers that be may have overstepped their bounds here. I mean, certainly with trying to overstep the, the actual authority that they constitutionally have. But in expanding the definition of vaccine to include what are what were definite definitionally therapeutics five minutes ago, doesn't that other include other therapeutics? Wouldn't now ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vitamin C, vitamin D, all of these things under the new definition of vaccine, which basically is to create some sort of immune response, but not necessarily inoculate you. I think some of these other items that are out there that aren't necessarily or haven't historically been considered vaccines, if they do evoke any sort of immune response, I think it falls under the new definition of vaccine. Uh, interested to hear what your thoughts are and, and certainly would like to see some of the great legal minds out there, Ms. Dillon included, to, to use these types of arguments moving forward. You know, it's a really interesting point, Harrison. Thank you so much for calling with that. I. You know, it's interesting, you know, how people say, well, I identify as a boy or I identify as a girl or I identify as a woman or a man. And you're supposed to respect that. Well, um, if you're ivermectin, can't you say, well, I identify as a vaccine? 
I mean, it's to Harrison's point, right? If you're a hydroxychloroquine, I identify as a vaccine. If you're the sun giving vitamin D, hey, I identify as a vaccine. I'm making light of it, but it actually is a very interesting point he raised because they did change the definition of vaccine to fit these mRNA uh, basically therapeutics, these shots, because they don't stop transmission and they don't stop infection. So they just changed it to get around it, to accommodate it. So if these other things are also acting as therapeutics, um, wouldn't that be an interesting concept? Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I'm not quite sure how to answer that. And if any lawyers are listening and can answer it, I'd love to hear from you. 800-941-7326. Let's say hi to Scott listening in Texas. Hi, Scott. Hi, how are you? Good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I I just have a question that it doesn't seem I've ever heard an answer to, and that is most people who have jobs and their employers are going to be forcing this vaccine on, if I were to get killed on my job, I my family would get double the payout for life insurance. And it, it, does that apply if an employer forces you a vaccine and by the slim chance you should die or become disabled, do you get double the payout? And do you stay on that employer's payroll for the rest of your life? Well, thank if you, you Scott. you become disabled. Yeah, thank you. Um, my understanding, and again, I'm not an attorney, so if any attorneys are listening here and want to weigh in, I, I really would love to hear from you. But my understanding is that, first of all, you cannot sue the pharmaceutical companies. So you can't sue Pfizer, for example, if you have an adverse reaction or if, God forbid, you were to die, your family cannot sue the vaccine companies. That's done. So they have no liability. So, of course, everybody's pushing this stuff because, hey, a party for everybody with the shots because nobody can help be held liable if, in fact, there is a reaction to this. Um, your employer is a different question. I also think that because of these rules around all of this, because of this exceptional situation, you can't. So if if there is a federal vaccine mandate in place... Um, the government then is forcing your employer to have you take it on pain of, you know, being fired. But I don't think you can uh, sue your employer. And I mean, what are you going to do? Sue the federal government? Uh, I don't think you can do that either. Now, I could be wrong. So if somebody wants to correct me, please do. But the the general point is there is no um, there there's no liability anywhere for any of this stuff. And then you add on top of that the fact that the uh, uh, the government and Pfizer, they're all asking for something like 75 years to release their data on all this stuff. And you're like, well, why do you need 75 years? I mean, if the, the data is clear, as you've been telling us on all this stuff uh, since the beginning, then you should have no problem releasing all of it. They want 75 years before they release this data. So there's no liability in any direction. There's no accountability in any direction. And then they wonder why people are vaccine hesitant. And they wonder why uh, it's sort of plateaued and why people are not getting boosters and, and so on. Well, because transparency is important. People want to know, especially when it comes to something that they're putting in their bodies. And we just haven't had it. 800 941 Sean, 800 941 I am Monica Crowley, back right after this. 
Truth Alive. Hannity is on right now. Welcome back. I am Monica Crowley in today for Sean Hannity. 800-941-SEAN is our number. 800-941-SEAN. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Monica Crowley and on Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore. Well, I want to bring to you what I think is the most underreported story of the past few years. And it's clear that the press is burying it. We all know why. Um, This story is critically important for today, tomorrow and the future of the country. It is the massive shift among Hispanic voters away from the Democrats and to the Republican Party. It started with Trump. Trump cut into Democrats' traditional advantage with Hispanics during his uh, four years in office, or I should say first four years in office, though Biden still won a majority of Hispanics in the 2020 election. But Biden and the Democrats have been losing Latino support ever since. Poll after poll is showing this. New polls show Republicans are now dead even among Hispanic voters heading into next year's midterm elections that will determine the future of of Congress or control of the Congress. Last month, we saw the big victory for Glenn Youngkin and the Republicans in Virginia. You also saw Republicans pick up seats in New York City, in Seattle, deep blue places around the country are starting to shift a little bit. And in large part, that is due to the shift among Latino voters. In the Virginia case, Glenn Youngkin captured a majority of the Hispanic vote. That is huge, all right? A majority of the Hispanic vote because he focused on education and lower taxes. This is a really seismic development for the country, okay, and also for the Republicans and the Democrats. I'm not so sure that the Democrats are focused on this, but they should be. We had a poll last month from the Wall Street Journal. It found that Hispanic voters are now split between Republicans and Democrats on the generic ballot equally, 37% each. You also have Democratic pollsters saying that all of these findings make clear that Latinos are more and more becoming swing voters. Democrats are now going to have to fight for them, but they are more inclined than ever to vote Republican. So you saw Trump started this and Trump deserves all of the credit for starting this wave. The Republicans now just have to lock it in and they lock it in. They continue to build on this shift by focusing on stuff that Hispanic voters like every other American care about. Big government spending, high taxes, big regulation, critical race theory. A lot of Hispanic voters, by the way, come from socialist Marxist countries. Their ancestors fled those countries. They fled those countries. They do not want that here. They share Republican values, right? They're generally culturally conservative, God-fearing, law-abiding, tax-paying. They're not socialists. They also care deeply about an open border and illegal immigration. They hate it. They hate that. They hate the gangs and the criminals that come in illegally and destroy their communities. This is a major 
political realignment, which the media is ignoring. They're pretending it's not happening. But won't it be ironic if we get a majority of Hispanic voters going forward? p.m. Do you know where your president is? I don't know. Yep, he's sound asleep in his bed with not a care in the world. Must be nice, Joe. The rest of us will keep working. You're on the Sean Hannity Show. 9 p.m. Try 7 p.m. Biden is fast asleep. I'm Monica Crowley in today for Sean. Thanks so much for joining me. I just noticed a brand new Gallup poll. That shows President Joe Biden is actually uh, beneath Kamala Harris in terms of job approval. (laughs) That is saying something. So this new Gallup poll has Biden at 43 percent approval and Kamala at 44. (laughs) Bad news all around. We're led by communists who suck so bad that uh, they're mired in these pathetic poll numbers. Well, I want to shift gears because, you know, the holidays can be a magical time for a lot of people, but it can also be a dark time for others. And that includes our military veterans who serve this great country with honor and sacrifice so much to keep us safe and free. And then many of them leave service and they fall into an emotional and spiritual abyss. We are still losing more than 20 vets to suicide each day. That is unacceptable for a great power like the United States, and it is an avoidable tragedy. Fortunately, there is help out there for those who are suffering and their families. I want to highlight a very important organization doing really important work here. It's called Operation Restored Warrior. You can find them at at OperationRestoredWarrior.org. It is a faith-based group started and led by military veterans for military veterans and it works with our most at-risk vets through faith it's all about healing and restoring their hearts and saving their lives joining me now is the founder and president of operation restored warrior chief master sergeant u.s air force retired my dear friend paul lavelle paul welcome Thank you, Monica. How are you? I am great. Merry Christmas, and thank you so much for being here. You know, I cannot think of a more important discussion to have right now. So first, tell us briefly why you started ORW and what its mission is. Well, thanks for having me, uh, and Merry Christmas to you. Um, ORW was started out of my desire to uh, address the issue of the suicide rate that started from 2003-2004 on up. And I worked with uh, best-selling author John Eldridge for about four years. And during that time, we reached out to thousands of our deployed veterans, active duty around the country and in the Middle East, and they were really just struggling. And it was during that time that we realized that a whole lot of the suicide issues that started just ramping up were really a spiritual issue. Yes, it manifests into the physical side, but they were really dealing with spiritual issues. And we felt pretty equipped to do that. And in 2008, I felt like uh, I was called to address this uh, full-time. And as you've seen from the early 2000s until today, 
the suicide issue has just gotten worse and worse. Yes. Well, I should tell everybody that I have served on the board of ORW until I went into the Trump administration. And I have seen firsthand how these veterans get turned around and healed. I've seen your program in action. I have seen it work. I've seen the biggest, toughest, most grizzled guys, you know, former Army Rangers and Navy SEALs and so on, who come in and they're they're so broken. And when they come out of the program, they are completely different men. The centerpiece of the ORW experience is something called a drop zone. It is not called a retreat because the U.S. military never retreats. I love that. Um, So describe what a typical drop zone involves. Yeah, and thank you for for mentioning that. I mean, I think uh, we've had too many retreats with our churches and issues across the nation. So as military men, we don't like that word, just like we don't like the word submit, although that has a different meaning. (laughs) <laughs> but um, the drop zone is really about, it's literally about dropping into the middle of someone's warfare, of what's going on with them emotionally, individually, spiritually, and addressing the issues that are going on. Monica, we, we know that the progenitor of all warfare is spiritual. It started in the spiritual realm. There was war in heaven in Scripture. And it manifests into this world, and we know that better than other with this prolonged war in Afghanistan and throughout the Middle East. And so the problem is that it is a spiritual issue that we're dealing with. And so we developed this drop zone to address those spiritual issues because there is an answer, and we have found the answer. And it takes us about five days to to work through um, the issues that our veterans and active duty are dealing with. And, and so far, it's been incredibly effective. We're going into our 14th year. And so we're one of the oldest organizations out there that has been dealing with the suicide issue from a spiritual uh, level. And as you know, Monica, we got invited to testify before Congress December 2019, and then also we were invited to the White House to speak with uh, the uh, special assistant, the president for domestic policy on how is it that we're addressing these issues of suicide with our veterans. So we've been pretty honored to do those things. Yes. And it's a you're a faith based group. So this is all being done through God and Jesus Christ. And it makes a world of difference. I know that ORW focuses on restoring veterans hearts. Can you talk to us a little bit about the difference between a restored heart and a restored soul? Yeah. Um, you know, that's, uh, it's really, it's a biblical, um, it's a biblical difference. Uh, there's quite a bit of difference between the spiritual heart and the spiritual soul. In fact, in Scripture, the biblical heart is, or the spiritual heart is talked about over 900 times. In fact, it's the most written about subject in Scripture. The soul is written about, in contrast, about 292 times. The, the, the heart is central to who we are. In the spiritual realm, it's almost equivalent to what our four-chambered heart is and to our physical body. And we take these spiritual hits from the time we're young, and it affects us tremendously throughout our lives. So the wounds come, affect our spiritual heart, but the, the real devastating part of that is the message of those wounds that gets carried throughout our lives. It really directs us 
into different things that we typically wouldn't go into if we had a, a heart that was healed and whole. In fact, uh, Jesus, uh, when he claimed his ministry, uh, he, he, he read from the book of Isaiah 61.1, and he said, This is what I have come to do. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor. I have come to heal the brokenhearted, set the captive free, and release from darkness the prisoner. So Jesus' mission was to heal the spiritual brokenhearted. And so I looked at that and saw that was his mission, and I thought, well, that's probably our mission as well. And so I started doing what he did. I read what he did. I read what he said, and then I tested it. And by gosh, it works. We're talking to Paul Lavelle, who is the founder and president of Operation Restored Warrior, OperationRestoredWarrior.org. Paul, you've also launched a women's program, and I should tell everybody that I've done it with you, and it truly is life-changing. Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, two years ago, uh, Monica, you were uh, a real advocate for helping us to do that. Our addressing uh, the men's issue was greater because we've had so many uh, men take their lives, but there are also issues with active duty and veteran women, as well as spouses. And so we uh, started and tested our women's program a couple years ago, and we have been offering that women's program um, over the past year and a half very successfully with the same results. And uh, a woman's heart's a little different than a man's heart, but the approach in healing is very much the same. And so uh, we've had a number of women come through, combat veterans, uh, spouses uh, that have uh, had to deal with all kinds of issues that their, their husbands bring home from war. And, uh, and it's been very successful, as you know. <laughs> yes, yes. And I was more than happy to be uh, a guinea pig for that. So thank you. It was an extraordinary experience. So if there is a veteran who's listening now who is in crisis and wants to attend or if a veteran's loved one is listening and wants their vet to attend, how do they go about it? So they would go to our website, which is operationrestoredwarrior.org, and right on the main page, it, we, you click on a button to uh, attend, and you fill out a short form there, and then someone on our team, our director of Drop Zone Operations, will call back and get you into our program on the queue, and uh, and then as uh, as availability comes open, uh, then we get them in. And, and I should also mention that we don't charge for one veteran to come through the program. We haven't in 14 years, and obviously it costs money to do this. And you know, as tax season's coming up, I want to encourage the the listeners that rather than giving your money to the Biden administration, donate it to an organization that's actually saving the lives are the very men and women who keep us safe. And yes. they have actually just they have they have just given so much to our nation. Amen. So can they um can they donate through Operation Restored Warrior dot org? Absolutely they can. Right at the top of the page it says uh donate and uh that's the only way we work is through Patriots who uh who really are uh just amazing and they care about our nation and they certainly care about our veterans. So yeah, they can certainly do that, Monica. Terrific. So please, if, even if you don't have a, a veteran that you care about who's in crisis and want to support this organization, please do. So ORW, Paul, has been around, like you said, for about 14 years. How many lives have you saved? 
Uh, well, directly, we've saved uh, probably over 2,500. Indirectly, I trained another gentleman who took our program to prisons and to drug rehab facilities, and, and his organization has uh, saved 4,600. And we only work with small groups. We do what Jesus did. We just work with small groups, uh, six to eight people at a time. And the intimacy of that group is, is really critical and important. And we're hoping to expand that uh, over this next year. Incredible. We just have another about another minute or so, Paul. Now, I know that you're going to be speaking on January 8th at an event in Florida called The Renewal. Uh, it's yeah. the renewal2022.org. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, uh, let's see. It's, uh, it's going to be in Florida, and it is put on by Kevin Jessup and Jonathan Kahn. And uh, the uh, strategic, um, I, think it's, uh, I think it's called uh, Strategic Alliance, Global Alliance, Global Strategic Alliance. They are putting it on, and uh, they've got uh, some pretty amazing speakers. And we're going to be there kind of sharing about and showing uh, what goes on during one of our drop zones. We've been blessed to be uh, one of the major uh, speakers at that event, and uh, we're really hopeful to truly help our nation get renewed, get restored, and get back on track. Extraordinary. So, yeah, you can see it stream, too. If you can't make the renewal in Florida on January 8th, stream it at the renewal2022.org. Well, Paul, I want to thank you because, you know, the work you do is so extraordinary, saving our military vets' lives through God, Jesus, and faith. So, bravo. And again, your website is operationrestoredwarrior.org. Please go there, support them however you can, and reach out to them if you have a veteran you know and love who is in crisis. They're there to help. Paul, thank you so much. Monica, thank you so much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. And also, just a quick reminder, if you or someone you love is in immediate uh, suicidal uh, distress or emotional distress, there is always the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. They're there to help immediately. I'm Monica Crowley, and for Sean, back right after this. you won't hear anywhere else every day every day that's what we do you're on the sean hannity show hi i'm monica crowley and it's been such a joy to sit in tonight for sean hannity and and be with all of you during this holiday week please follow me on twitter at monica crowley and on instagram at monica crowley underscore i have to say we covered a lot of ground today and i know there's a lot of darkness around the world and certainly in america we're led by communists who just really suck and i know things kind of look grim but also, I brought to you some good news. There are things that are moving. Things are, are moving. It's the hand of God. So just take a deep breath, because remember, God is still on the throne. He is in control, and God always wins. So as we go into this next year, this new year, 2022 is going to be the year when we get what we deserve, first and foremost, our freedom and our rights that have been so eroded over the last couple of years because we're in this giant battle 
But I want to leave you on a note of positivity and optimism. Things are moving. Things are getting better. The villains are falling by the wayside. And the good is ascendant. So on that happy note, enjoy the rest of your holiday week. Happy New Year to everybody. I hope to be back with you soon. And God bless you all. And God bless America. Thank you.